بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد لئن شكرتم لأزيدنكم If you do shukr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you're grateful then we will increase you I've been thinking about shukr. Some scholars, some ulama, some awliya have mentioned that you can actually reach Allah by just doing shukr. There's many, many ways that are effective in reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning becoming close to Him. And the most effective way is probably through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A repetition of la ilaha illallah and a constant thought process of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the goals of the path is to become aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. To be conscious of Him more than we're not conscious of Him. So in whatever we're doing, if we can be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will try to do it according to how we think Allah will be pleased. If we don't think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's when we will do it according to any other force, any other pressure, any other desire. There's many ways of doing something. Our cultures are very, very strong. And when I say culture, generally people think of a culture from where the ancestry is, from where person's parents or grandparents hail from. But there's a lot more cultures than that. For example, sitting in the UK, or the US or in part of Europe or wherever else we are, we will obviously have the culture of our parents or grandparents and that hereditary culture. Then we will also have the culture that we've been <clears throat> assimilating and integrating in, which will be the British or American, South African, Norwegian, whichever other culture that people are in. There's no escape from these things. These are things that surround you. How can you live among people but be very different? Even if you're different, there's going to be some things that you just can't help. The availability of certain food products or the veg vegetables that are around or wherever it may be. So culture is a very part of human life. But then there's the good culture and there's the bad culture. There's good aspects of culture. Every culture has some good aspects. Can't all be bad, you know. Otherwise people would not have survived. That would have been some kind of really depraved culture. Right? So there has to be good and bad in every culture. In every culture, I think some bad can easily creep in when it becomes a dominant trend. We've seen how social media works in that regard of creating trends within cultures. So the culture of the UK 50 years ago, it's very different to the culture of today. Very, very, very different. And who knows what will, bring the next, what will happen in the next 10 years. So humans will continue to do things according to culture. You know, while we may put a jubba on if we don't like, uh, you know, another form of dress, but then our jackets and coats are, I, d I don't think people go to go and order Syrian farwas, you know, these uh, specific Syrian kind of, uh, I've got one at home, but it's too heavy to wear. If I was in Syria, I'd probably wear it, you know. If you go to Kashmir today, they don't wear coats. They wear this other kind of, it's a long, kind of uh, over jubba that they, they make with some kind of woolen material. They call it a feran, that's what they call it. They don't wear, many don't wear their coats in the villages and so on. So at the end of the day, we're impacted by culture. 
So it's about taking the best of all of that. But going back to the aspect of gone consciousness, there are so many competing factors in our life in terms of what influences us to do certain things. Um, a lot of it is to do with what's available to us. And what's available uh, is going to be very easy because it's available so you can, you can easily get it. Then the nafs obviously plays a part in that. So that's why you take from what's available. Sometimes a person could have What's, uh, some, sometimes a person have, can have all the evil available but they'll have to show huge resistance to avoid that now if you, if you think about it just a hundred years ago and, beyond, and, and before a hundred years there are so many fitness today that are available that were never available to that effect that intensity, that frequency that ease as they are available today even if it was a bad person of the past, if you wanted to do something bad, uh, licentiously, sexually, a vice, then there was a lot more difficulty because it would always be live people. It always have to be with live people. But today with the internet, you can get whatever evil you want. Right? In privacy, nobody knowing. Just that in itself is a huge challenge for a lot of people. Because if you wanted to do something, if a man wanted to do something, a woman, he'd have to go out, find a woman that was prepared for doing something like that, and then do it, find a place to do it in. There were so many hurdles. Today, you can order things online to do these kind of things with. Of course, even within that, it's so easy even to find somebody today because of forums and these kind of things. And then even if you don't want to do it live and just do it in privacy, it's just so much easier. That's why I wonder... Subhanallah, and that's just one idea, gambling. Again, if you wanted to gamble 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you'd have to find somebody to gamble with. And if it was a frowned upon thing, you'd have to hide somewhere to gamble. Now you can gamble on your own with a computer. On your own, nobody even knows. So, sin, to be honest, if you look at it this way, sin has become so much more easier. Deprave, you know, sins of depravity, sins of absolute evil, uh, intense vice has become so much more easier to do. And that just makes it that much more difficult. Because that's difficulty. It's in your face. It's, it's available. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't judge us with a lower bar than the people before us, we're in big trouble. That's why there is a hadith which Allah, it's a very promising hadith that the people will come later compared to the Sahaba. They, if the Sahaba did even one-tenth of what we could be expected to you know, be tolerated on, they, they would perish because their bar was very, very high. So that's something we've got some hope in. But other than that, the thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to get that very strong in our mind that Allah is always there and ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tarah as the hadith of Jibreel says that you are able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as though you're seeing Allah you can't ever see Allah in this world but as though you're seeing him which means that he's present that you know that Allah is present with you all the time how, do, how does a person get the presence of Allah? so the first thing we mentioned was that la ilaha illallah and other afkar then after that <clears throat> when a person is in trouble 
and they're religious minded. If a trouble aff afflicts them, they run into some calamity. A lot of religious people will think that uh, this is because maybe I've done something wrong. It's kind of a go-to place, which is alhamdulillah a good thing. Because if you can't even think about Allah even in troubles, then that is really sad. You know, if even in troubles we're thinking about others or relying on other things, then that's difficult. For example, let's just give that with religious people it's seen, right? And what's interesting is whether that be Christian religious people or Muslim religious people or other religions that if at night you have a what they call a sleep paralysis where you feel a bit smothered. You know, people have probably had that experience once or twice in their life. It's you feel smothered by something. It's actually a, apparently a medical issue. It's not really gin or anything, right? Where there's, you've either eaten something, you have some gas or something, or you've slept with your hands on your heart or something like that. It could be a pressure on the heart. So there's a, maybe a slight restriction. And because of that, you're not getting the air. Or there, there's, there's, some, you know, there's some biology behind that. But then inside, you're made to feel as though you're being smothered by a jinn and you think of like the kind of worst things that could happen to you and then you try to read a dua generally it's ayatul kursi because many muslims know that ayatul kursi is like most effective so you're trying to read ayatul kursi and and you can't but the good thing is that at least you're trying to read ayatul kursi and i hope that that's actually a sign that on the day of uh, on the last day and the last moments we'll try to remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i don't entirely see it as a bad thing yes if somebody in a desperate state like that is thinking of something else evil you know or, or even not evil but they're thinking of their mom or dad at that time I would rather be thinking of Ayatul Kursi than my mom and dad at this kind of time because it's all about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we love our parents but Ayatul Kursi is going to give us a lot more you know uh, in, in that sense these are different expressions of how much we can think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so why shukr? Shukr means that anything good that happens to you, anything beneficial in your life, any gifts that you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, should be a moment to thank Allah. So if I feel that I've got this really beautiful kitab that I acquired, I've been looking for a while, and I say, Alhamdulillah, like genuinely all praises to Allah then I've just thought of Allah that Allah has gifted me this Allah has facilitated this for me so that means I've just remembered Allah and anytime you remember Allah that's a good thing because that's what Allah wants us for and remembering Allah is part of worship of Allah and that's what Allah has created us for so now how many bounties or gifts from Allah do we have per day depends on the depends on your categorization right it depends on how we categorize these things if we think of things that are bounties that those things only which happen afresh or anew and things that which is given us every day which are literally multiple uncountable right then we're going to be very restricted to the moments of shukr because it'll only be when something special happens to you you got a raise at work, you got a new child, you got married, you learned how to read the Quran, you, your tajweed was improved, you took a new class. MashaAllah, you really enjoyed the food. You know? Only special moments when you have an adrenaline rush, when you have some dopamine, 
Only then will you thank Allah. I won the race. I was able to go out for exercise. That was a good workout. Only then will you thank Allah. But if the categorization of ni'mah, the true categorization of everything which is a ni'mah, then you would be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all day long. It'll be the last thing you, thank, you do before you go to sleep and the first thing you'll do, do in the morning. And that's why we do read, Alhamdulillahi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur. All praises to Allah who gave us life after He had given us death. Because we could have disappeared in our sleep. We had no control. And to him is the gathering eventually anyway, one day. That's why the ulama say that one of the, as I said, they've given different ways of getting to Allah. Sabr, shukr. Sabr is another one of them. That's a whole different subject. Dhikr is another one of them. Of course, we try to do everything. But they've said that shukr is so powerful that all you have to do is focus on the bounties. It's actually a very luxurious way of doing it. But you just have to identify the bounties and remember Allah at every single one of them. And if that happens, if that happens, then through good things you can get to Allah. And that's why there are some tariqahs, some uh, tasawwuf orders, Sufi orders, that one of, the, their, one of their primary principles is shukr. Right? But again, that shukr is not just for the extraordinary things that happen in your life. It's actually for everything that is happening and that has happened in our life. Until now, everything that has happened in our life and where we are, who we are, most people would have something to thank Allah for, if, especially if they compare themselves with others who haven't been able to acquire so much. You have a good job, there's people who are suffering today from not having a job. If you are Hafidh of the Qur'an, you've got so much to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. If you're an alim, you've studied something, you have connection with ulama, you're involved in good work, you're involved with a relief organization, you're involved with some other kind of humanitarian work, whatever it is, whatever small you can do, there is so much. If you've gotten here now, and mashallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you good parents that gave you good tarbiyah, that's another thing to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. Yes, we may have had some, they may have been too strict, but if we are what we are today, because of our parents, then that's another thing to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. Because ultimately behind our parents is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anyway. If you have good children and your children are doing well, better than not doing well. Because with everything, it's never 100%. right? But if you can say, Alhamdulillah, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with the clothing on my back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always given me enough to go by. It's a different thing that I'm greedy for more. But see... That's the way to actually remove the greed, to thank Allah for what He has given us. Because you can only thank Allah if you value it. And the only way you'll value it is if you think that it's better than what, <clears throat> what so many others may have. If we're thinking that we don't have enough, we've never had enough, we've always been miserable. That's why even uh, through uh, counseling and psychology, those people who are very depressed and who feel like everything is against them, then what they're actually told to do, even by you can say atheist, godless, uh, you know, secular counseling, is to actually think of positives. Because everybody's had some positives in their life. There has to be. In fact, if people think really deeply, 
they'll probably find that there's been things that they've not worked hard for, that they may have not even wanted and they've been given. How did that come about? Who gave you that? That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He spoke to the Prophet after the wahi and revelation had ceased for quite a few months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالضُّحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Allah has not abandoned you. Right? Allah made it very clear that your Lord has not abandoned you. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet a few things to do. And one of the things which the surah ends with is وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثِ The bounties of your Lord, you need to express them. You need to confess about the bounties of your Lord. Tell others about the bounties of your Lord. If you tell somebody else about what Allah has given you for the right reason, you know, just, we're not saying use that as a point of showing off if you've got something more than others, to use that as a point of showing off to say, I'm better than you. It's actually, that's not shukr. That's just using words of shukr and words of praise of Allah to big oneself up. The idea of this is that this should be genuine shukr. Salaam should be genuine shukr that I'm actually only saying this just to thank Allah. And hopefully to get you to thank Allah. And look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me of these things. Just sit and think. Just sit and think right now. You know, all the things that Allah has given us. You know, we've not even scratched the surface of the categories of the types of things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give us. So that's why if a person just focuses on shukr, because when I heard, when I, many years ago, when I heard that some tariqs, they just focus on shukr, I said, that's like a luxury kind of way. That's like the millionaire's club. Like you just do shukr and you must have had a lot of good things to you to have shukr. But when you actually think deep down, everybody's had a lot of good things to do shukr for. Huge amounts of things to do shukr for. In fact, I think a person would be sinful if they think they've got nothing to do shukr. Because genuinely that means they're, they're not even thanking Allah for being in this world. For even surviving until the age of 30 or 40. How did we even survive until the age? People don't survive. There's no guarantee in, be, you know, in coming to a certain age. You can die at any age. So even the fact that we are now the age we are, that's in itself enough shukr. Even if we've got, we're riddled with diseases, there's so many other things to think about, which Ayyub in his story teaches us. So, it's something to think about, is to think of the positives in one's life. And the, and the one way to do this is to take a piece of paper and start writing it down. Because to have brainstorming sessions, I'm gonna think of five things every day, five new things, right? Try, let somebody try this. I'm going to think of five new things every single day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted to me, right? Which I can value. And I'm assuming, my assumption is that you could probably do this for the rest of your life. I'm not sure if it will be, if, if I've never done this, but I'm, assume, I'm not sure even if it will become more difficult because you're thinking. Because I think once you start thinking about something in a more nuanced and a more refined manner, it'll open up and it'll get more specifically refined. 
So that's why Allah says, if you do try to count the ni'mah and the bounties of Allah, you would not be able to enumerate them. That's why I think you could do your whole life and you could probably write down uh, you know, a few gifts every single day. And I think that would be a really good exercise for those people who feel, felt depressed. They could probably share their list with other people afterwards. See, look, you can learn from this. The non-personal things, the generic things. So Allah give us tawfiq. Allah grant us closeness to Him somewhere or the other. If not by difficulties and all the others, then just shukr. Just shukr. Afiyah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. Allahumma antas salam wa minkas salam tabarak fi adil chalari wa likrahum. Allahumma sallim wa sallim wa ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ahli sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Ya Allah, we ask you for your special mercy and grace, for your attention, for your generosity. O Allah, above all your forgiveness. O Allah, purify us. O Allah, remove the vices from us. O Allah, remove the transgressions from us. O Allah, remove our faults from us. Remove our weaknesses from us. Oh Allah, remove our bad inclinations from us. Oh Allah, forgive us for all the wrongs that we have done. Oh Allah, forgive us, purify us. Oh Allah, do not prevent, do not make our wrongs a prevention, a prevention for us from you. Oh Allah, we ask you that you grant us your shukr, and that to thank you, you have given us abundantly. We can't even start to enumerate what you have given us. You have given us more than so many others in this world. We thank you for this. Oh Allah, all praises to you. Oh Allah, all blessings are for you. Oh Allah, all blessing comes from you. Oh Allah, oh Allah, you are the most transcendent above all faults, above all problems, above all defects. Oh Allah, you, from you comes all goodness. Oh Allah, everything that happens in the world comes back, come, comes from you. Oh Allah, decree that which is good for us, that which is beneficial for us. Oh Allah, we sit here today in this masjid on this Sunday. O oh Allah, we ask that you make this a source of closeness for you. You accept this gathering. You accept this gathering. O oh Allah, and bless all of those who facilitate this gathering. O oh Allah, remove from the difficulties that our brothers and sisters face around the world. Remove that, uh, remove that oppression, that subjugation, that problem. O oh Allah, strengthen Iman in the hearts of our brothers and sisters around the world, wherever they are. O oh Allah, we ask that you allow us allow us to defend the rights of your messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam oh allah you allow us to do the right thing oh allah gl uh, glory uh, we ask that you assist us in glorifying your name and the name of your messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in this world oh allah oh allah we ask that you uh, accept us for some form of uh, uh, service of your deen O oh Allah, that you accept us for the khidmah and service of your deen. You accept us and make us the keys of goodness in this world and protect us from stumbling and going wrong and being misled. O oh Allah, from all forms of weakness and from all forms of extremism. O oh Allah, we ask that you make us true Muhammadis. O oh Allah, accept us, grant us shukr. O oh Allah, grant us shukr, grant us gratitude. O oh Allah, accept from us. O oh Allah, send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Grant us his company in the hereafter. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.